8.31 and time for us to move into our word domination. And the artist that we're talking to today is none other than Nick Mklongo. We know Nick as an author. We also know him for this particular book as the editor. The book is called Hauntings. It's published by Jakana. And it's a fascinating selection of stories about ghostly Uh, experiences, but also not just ghostly experiences, stories that go back in time that haunt you and what it suddenly means to address those stories. They're stories about, as uh, Nick says, the unknown and the unknowable. And uh, he even writes, uh, it'll make your hair stand on end. And it actually did at some points make my hair stand on end. Creepy in some spaces, but also very moving in others. Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Michelle. What a delight as um, to have you on the line. So, ah. hauntings. How did how did this even come about? Actually, let me uh, say that the credit should all go to uh, the Jakana team. Yeah. Um, um, more especially Maggie and Bridget, who approached me and asked. Um, if I would like to edit a book uh, about, you know, things that are haunting us as individuals. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, it can be ghosts, it can be, uh, you know, our own greed, it can be our cultural beliefs, it can be our personal choices or natural disasters, anything that uh, haunts us as human beings. And I jumped to the opportunity. I said, yes, I would love to do it. And already in my mind, I already had a team, you know, because uh, constantly I talk to people, you know, listen to their stories. So I knew maybe, oh, okay, that one uh, once told me this story. This one once told me this story. And then I realized, and and also my reading of other people, you know, other people's work. And I said, okay, these people, these these writers are very good, can be a very good contributors to uh, this haunting thing. So let's talk about the different kinds of stories. So there's um, there's a story like Ramosela, which is one of the stories that left me with the hair standing on end, which yeah. which is truly about kind of ghostly, ancestral um, hauntings. Then there's the war veteran, which is by, by Styles Lucas Lidwaba, which is a slightly different story about um, what's his name, Lieutenant Angola. Where yes. he is haunted himself by history and memory. Yes. Talk to us about the difference in approach. Yeah, I, I think these are, as you put it as well, you know, it's there's a, one of two of my favorite. I mean, the whole collection is my favorite, but these ones it really struck me in a way that, you know, I thought, wow, these stories need to be told, mm. I mean, needs to be out there. In a sense that um, when you talk about Ramosella, this is the story that I've already I, I, I knew about. You, you know, uh, it, it's the stories that you sit around the fire, and then somebody tells you about this particular story of a. Uh, when I drive over there to that this place, I'm always haunted. You know, so yeah. it's the story that Ramosella reminded me of Vera the Ghost a lot. You know, yeah. because you think like you're talking to a human only to find that this is just a real ghost, you know. 
And the way uh, the person, I mean, Shoki wrote it, it was yes. very intriguing and very accessible. So I thought, wow, this is, uh, that's, that's the reason why we put it in the first, uh, the first story, you know, because it, it's, it's punchy. You yeah. know, it introduces you to the whole book. Yeah. And then when you talk about uh, the story about Lucas Lidwawa, you know, I grew up around the time of um, uh, apartheid. When uh, when I was growing up, the first thing that we wanted to do as a young person uh, was to go into exile, as funny as that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone told me, oh, in exile, there's breakfast, there's lunch, there's dinner. I mean, you won't miss it. it, 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 it somebody sold me a story when I was still staying in uh, Orlando West, for instance. Sold me a story because it was a political area. And at some point, uh, that, that person that sold me that particular story, uh, you know, I realized that this person is not well in the mind. You know, mm. it's haunted by something. So this story also resonated well with where I grew up. I mean, where I, uh, you know, when I, uh, with those stories that I, I had when I was growing up, you know. Yeah. So the stories of the people that were in exile. And it resonated exactly with, my most of my favorite themes, more especially in Way Back Home, uh, the way I wrote Way Back Home was about the story of uh, a person uh, that went into exile, the things that has been done to them in, the, in exile. Yeah. And when they came back, you know, uh, the things that they experience when they come back, they haunt them, you know, the, the return or, or returning of the repressed, you know, of the repressed memory. So, this was exactly uh, what I felt with these two stories. So, and I like the fact that they are a little bit different. They are different. The one took, takes a political angle. The yes. one takes a cultural angle uh, by Shoki. takes a cultural angle where we talk about our own identities. How exactly. do we conceive our own identities as black people? You know, we have to slaughter for our ancestors. We have to, you know, to make link with our ancestors. So yeah. I thought like these are two different. So the other one takes a, a, a political, a, a, you know, a political sphere. Yeah. You know, Nick, I mean, it's so interesting because in the war veteran, one gets a sense of, of, of the of the medical experience of post-traumatic stress disorder, but you also uh, read it as something so different as well. I think that also when I go further down of some of the other stories, I mean, I'm thinking of the Joanne Hitchens story, The Looting, which is very, very contemporary. I mean, she takes um, a, a very interesting angle on the time of July, the uh, purported insurrection, not purported, but the insurrection, and what happened during that time. But the way she personalizes it as part of this particular uh, content and narrative, I found really intriguing as well. Exactly. Uh, actually, it's... Um when we were editing this, when we were doing these stories, it was around the time of the looting, exactly around the time of the looting. Me and John sat down and then huh. we thought like, wow, John came with that, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, angle of a, of a story. And I thought, wow, we, this is a very brilliant thing. And because mm. it speaks exactly to uh, uh, what is happening at the moment. I remember uh, I was in Soweto around that time when we talked about these stories and you know, uh, around where I stay, uh, there's been lootings all around. I mean, the, the looting was still, uh, it, it, it was still on, you know, mm. the lootings were still on. And I think, I remember uh, two weeks before, 
there had been a Indofire Mall kid that died and whatever. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful way by Joan to, yeah. uh, you know, to put together a story that talks about us as human beings uh, and also that uh, make us think twice about our actions as yeah. humans, you know, destroying our own properties and stuff. So I really thought like, wow, this is a beautiful story to be conceived around this time. And it's haunting. It's haunting. Even today, it yeah. haunts, uh, that, that looting haunts lots of us because the shops that were just around the corner, oh, no, they're no longer there. there. Yeah. We have to walk uh, uh, the whole block or wherever to get basic needs, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, so that haunts us even today. So I like the story. So, Nick, um, I suppose I, one of the things that interested me in reading this uh, book and the different short stories um as I said, really, in some places, uh, I mean, even the, the Children of the Devil and the Day I Died story by Sidisi uh, Shabangu, as I yes. said, left me with my hair crawling on my skin. But, you know, what What I was intrigued by is that I think of you as an author, and one of your stories is in the book uh, Fireplace. But yes. the, the idea of you as an editor, and I wondered how you have to shift your own brain to be an editor as opposed to being an author, because the editor has to make a selection and a decision. You're curating, basically. Yes, yes, Tell definitely. Tell us about that difference for you as an author suddenly becoming a curator. Thank you for asking that question. Because one other thing, what happened in this particular, I say, well, of course, I did Jobek Noah and this one. So yeah. I already had a, a, an experience from Jobek Noah from yes. Black Tags editing and stuff. So, uh, but how the difference is that um, with this one, for instance, uh, there was a time when I thought, like, I mustn't even put a story in, you know. <laughs> and and all, because it was, I had about, I think about 35 stories. Uh, yeah. People had written 35 stories. So, you, of course, you have to read particular stories and you see how they talk to the theme and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I had to uh, cut until 19. Actually, they were originally supposed to be 25. So, that's a difficult process in, in effect yeah. that you have to go and tell people that, you know, I like your story. There are particular writers that you talk to them every time and whatever, you know, and you feel like they, they do want to write. They, do want to belong to this uh, particular collection, but only the fact that uh, you know the the the, the 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 writing doesn't speak to to the theme. So that's a difficult part as being being an editor, yeah. because what you have to do is you have to have an eye for a story. That's the first thing, eye for a story, and also you have to uh, you know uh, uh, be careful. You have to have a, to have a communication skill. Uh, yeah. because uh, you have to talk to writers in a different way. There are experienced writers that will simply say, I, I will bring a story. And once they bring, there are a few uh, experienced writers there that I felt like their stories were not fully fleshed uh, at, at the point of editing, you yeah. know, or, of going to the, yeah. So those are the things. You have to be careful how to speak to those people uh, because next time you'll need them. 
<laughs> in one way or the other, you know. So, 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 so yeah. So you have to yeah. uh, don't 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 burn the bridges because you've yeah, got to keep exactly. crossing it all the way along the way. <laughs> exactly, and uh, uh, but that's the thing about being an editor. Um, yeah. I think you have to have good personal relationship with people, and also you need to know what you are looking for. A story you have to tell the people. A, a brief, uh, yeah. explain it in a way that people understand what you're asking them to, to do. Because I think one of the difficult things is writing a, a story that is, um, when you write something that is, uh, that, you know, writing under a particular theme, you're no yes. longer writing for yourself, you're writing for a particular uh, person, you know. Yes. So, so, so you have to be... Uh, it's difficult to write in that way. So as an uh, author, for instance, uh, what I have to do is that um, uh, you have to be, after reading all these stories, you have to find a way of writing uh, what you think is best that yeah. comes from you, you know, to balance the stories. So yeah. these are the, diffi- the, the differences between the two because uh, as, a, as an editor, you have to manage people. Yeah. Uh, people will come to you at any time and say, uh, you'll tell people, oh, okay, uh, uh, the deadline is, uh, uh, you know, 28th of uh, February. And people write you on the 28th of February exactly to say, I, I cannot manage. So you have to uh, understand why they can. Send me and also uh, be able to talk to them in a way that they understand you as a human being. So it's quite difficult. It's management. That's the most important thing. Manage people when you are uh, editing, and also uh, uh, you must. Uh, I mean, uh, do away with ego. You know, mm. this is the yeah. You, you must do away with ego, and focus on um, uh, on uh, on the uh, you know what is best for that particular story. Yeah. Nick Mlongo, thank you so much for joining us. He's the author and editor of a book called Hauntings. It's published by Jakarta Media. And I have to say, if you feel like you can't get your teeth into an entire book right now or an entire singular story, get Hauntings because you can read each, you could read a story a night. And uh, some nights you may not then be able to go to sleep afterwards, which is a bit of a problem, but they are fantastic. And, and what I loved about it was the diversity of the storytellings, the diversity of the stories and authors and how they approached the concept of haunting very, very differently. Um, it really is a wonderful, wonderful read. That's it. Nick Mflongo and Hauntings by Jakana. And just uh, to give you an insight, there's some other great authors there um, that I hadn't heard of either who are in that particular listing as well. So it's 8.46.